0: each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Hey guys, Rosie here. I just want to say I am so grateful that you're listening. We are just getting a massive amount of response on this podcast, and I am so grateful that you're a part of this radically loved community, that you're enjoying the content and that you're enjoying all the guests and that you're still here and you're still working on yourself and your journey and your path. And I pray that you've received some tools listening to the guests or listening to any of my ideas or topics on meditation or yoga and how these tools can help you create a life purpose to continue to help us give you the best content you can subscribe to this podcast and most of the time you can just do it from your phone from itunes click subscribe and write a review this really helps us continue this path and this journey and we love doing it so much and again i'm so grateful that you're here let us know what you thought thanks for listening For everyone listening, this is like the first, um, I haven't recorded any new podcast the last couple of weeks. I wanted to take some time off. Um, and I had ran out of, uh, banked interviews. So sorry, listeners. <laughs> it's just kind of like everything's done. Here's the cool thing though, is that I get to bring new and fun content now that's like up to date. So you're going to hear this in pretty much real time. Um, So I'm sitting here with my friend Brandt, which many of you know, and he's been on the show before, and I wanted to bring him on, obviously, because um, there was no other way for me to bribe him to come hang out with me, because he's probably (laughs) sick of me after being with me most of this year, but um, I wanted to kind of just catch up with him and see what he's been doing, and just for us to just, you know, hash out our adventure together and you know just to kind of give you guys a little bit of insight as to what it was like to be on the road because I have had some of you email and ask like what we're doing or some of you didn't even actually know that the tour was over (laughs) it's it's done right? It's done. This is it. It It finished like a month and Two weeks yeah. ago. We started
1: I our reunion tour in two weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Oh I would love that. That would be so great. awesome. Um, so, yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I'll i give you just a little bit of update from on, from my end, so you can kind of just, you know, get a little insight as to where, where I'm at or where I've been. Like, we came back, uh, obviously, our tour finished, and uh, you got to hang out in Colorado.
1: I did. I got to see my family for about a week, which was great and catch some fall colors in Colorado, which I really missed.
0: Yeah, that's nice. That was great. I was on an airplane to Italy.
1: You were like right away.
0: Like that day and, um, did my retreat. Uh, and it was absolutely amazing, but I definitely felt like it was a lot, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on. I think just with wrapping up the tour and then, you know, Having to be fully present and fully, um, you know, like functioning for all my people, it was a lot. And then I, I took a couple of days after that to kind of travel around, and which was really fun. But I was so ready to come home. Like I was just—I I, got to be honest—I couldn't. I, I did my best to really try and enjoy being in Venice and being in Rome, and they were absolutely beautiful and, and definitely on my bucket list. But I can't honestly say that I was able to fully enjoy it.
1: I think you'll have to go back again. Yeah. Not after six months of being on the road. Right? Yeah.
0: Because it was like so... I mean, I you know, obviously we, we talked and I was texting you and I was just kind of like saying pretty much the same thing that yeah. like I just... it It was just really hard for me to enjoy it because I was like so ready to just come home you know and
1: and like veg out on the couch yeah first time in a long time yeah and see my
0: dogs and I I I mean we hadn't been home in like a month and a half it'd have been a while Mm -hmm. a month and a half maybe I think so um and you know just being on the road the for the majority of this year so I was ready to to be back but anyway um there was so many little interesting hiccups that happened on the road and still like I was keeping it together everything was I'm like you know what it was (laughs) great great (laughs) year everything's been so incredible so many incredible experiences and so many things to learn uh from which I want to get into and obviously you and I will talk about but definitely I think that you know um my body was definitely talking to me Telling me that I needed to slow down, and this had been for like a little while, you know, mm. that it had been like my body was doing some some weird, interesting things. On the airplane back, on the right airplane ride back, Tori and I actually flew separately, and um, there was a lot of sick people on the plane. I Was coming back from Dangerous. Frankfurt, yes, mm-hmm. and uh, I ended up coming back with the 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 swine flu. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: You got the swine flu somewhere over the Atlantic Ocean.
0: <laughs> exactly, and um, yeah, it put me out for for a while. Actually, honestly, it took about three weeks for me to to come back. You had the straight up H
1: one N one. Yeah, I
0: had H one N one, and it was the the craziest <clears throat> part about that is like not only was I totally just exhausted and depleted from being on the road, but and traveling. But then I come home and I'm like, I haven't. I relocated back in LA mm-hmm. uh, in January, but then I've been gone since February of this year because I was in Thailand and then I did another retreat and then I was in Bali and like came back, went straight to Colorado and then the tour started. So I've really not been able to settle back in to being here. And so it was like gnarly to come back and it's like, my stuff's still in boxes, like I haven't really settled, I'm sick, I literally feel like death. Like I literally That's was the like, worst. if you, I mean, there were so many things I I, I was wishing in, in that moment, I'm like, why did this happen? This is all my fault, I
1: should have just, you know. No, I think it was like you said, your body was talking to you and it was forcing you to slow things down. Yeah. One way or another, it's gonna throw a wrench in the gears and make you stop, you know?
0: Yeah it, it threw a big wrench, like a, like a sledgehammer. <laughs> it's like, stop. So anyway, I stopped and, you know, I, I slowly have been able to come back and, and, you know, get, get back into the swing of things. And anyway, so for us being able to have this opportunity to talk about, you know, the stuff that we went through and we did, I think is really important because I think there was a lot to lead up to that, you know, a lot of lead up to to that point. And I'm curious to hear how it was for you to come back because yeah. I know that you came back and you had to move too. And mm-hmm. like, so you're kind of starting afresh. So yeah. we're kind of in the same position. So what was it like when you came? So I came back, whatever, it was chaotic and it was yeah. awful and may, may, we may or may not have time to get into it, but <laughs> we're wanting to talk about the tour. So I yeah. guess we can, we can kind of like stay on point. So. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, it was, it was also chaotic for me. It was kind of a fun chaos. Um, I, you know, I had given up my apartment for the tour. Mm-hmm. So I had to come back and uh, me and my girlfriend had plans to move in together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were trying to look for places basically while you, you and I were on the road. Right. So I'm like, I couldn't see anything in person. She was going to check stuff out. But it was like, you know, I was going by videos and photos and stuff like that and trying to figure out how it was all <laughs> going to work. Um, but we found a place. We got it. We got moved in right after I got back. Um, which was, you know, stressful as hell, but it felt good to get in the new place, which was cool. We're living in North Hollywood now in a really nice place, so that's really fun. And just the excitement of moving in with the person that you love was very exciting too, so that was cool. Um, Now starts the process of figuring out, you know, what annoys each other about ourselves, (laughs) (laughs) what we have to compromise on to make everything work. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, been, it's been awesome so far, so I did that. Um, I was doing like four different types of jobs, I was, I was working a little bit at the restaurant that I was working at, I was doing some photography jobs, shooting um, some behind the scenes photos and production stills. I was doing, uh, I got, got jury duty right after I came back, so what? I had to go do that. <gasps> that was like 18 hour days for like three weeks. Brad, I was uh, production oh coordinating a commercial that Carolina was producing. Um, so it was nuts. It was nuts. I was like I was so excited to come back from the tour and get into a new routine and it was like anything but routine as soon as I came back. So just now <laughs> things are, are are finally settling down, which is exciting. So
0: So obviously did you get on a court case or I
1: didn't, but I sat through um through voir dire, which is like where the, the lawyers are like picking jurors yeah. uh for three days <gasps> for um for a civil case that sounded uh little silly to me so I'm, I'm glad I didn't get on the wow. actual jury but it was down to like the last like two jurors before everybody was happy and so I just got lucky that
0: oh was nice I you know. lucked out I
1: did luck out but it was still like three full days of just chilling in the courthouse with nothing to do do
0: you know what's crazy is that I've never I shouldn't say it
1: yeah you're gonna I'm screw not gonna yourself um <laughs> you know what my mom has neither my mom is like 62 or something like that uh and she's never uh done jury duty never been what? called yeah really? this, this is like the third or fourth time i've been called
0: really yeah i wonder why that is maybe they know. know that you're you're a good even keel <laughs> judge of
1: character maybe so
0: <laughs> so okay so so we've both been whirlwinded we since, we, since we came back yeah and I, i'm curious to to hear from you like Obviously, you know, we, for the people listening to this that maybe haven't heard our first interview, it's linked on this particular podcast. If you go to the info, you can hear uh, our first uh, interview. But we were so, I listened to it the other day because I was what like, What city were
1: we in? Were we, we, were in we were in New York. We were in New York. Yeah, we were I in was New right
0: York. At the beginning, yeah, yeah it was right at the beginning. <laughs> and uh, I think it's so. Uh, Like, we just sounded so different. I'm like, we sound like kids, even though it was, you know, whatever. It wasn't even a year. But it it was such an interesting, uh, like, hopeful, excited perspective. And and not to say that we're not those things. But I think what happens over time and after 14,000 miles, Mm -hmm. I think we have experience. And there are things that we saw that changed us, things that we experienced and um you know and, and we grew a lot from, I think. Absolutely. Um what are some of those moments for you that you can think of?
1: I mean I think uh I think just the sheer fact that you and me were in a car together for for 14 or 15,000 miles for 6 months is is a feat in itself for sure. Um So I think I learned that I can do that, which is a cool thing. Um, But it's also very dependent on on the situation. Like, like I said it, I've said it before, but I think you and I got very lucky getting paired up together because um, like your road trip buddy for 15,000 miles could easily make or break this whole six month tour. Yeah. Um, And so the fact that it it wasn't an added stress uh, that you and I were paired up together is is key to the success of this tour for sure. But I learned that I I really actually enjoyed life on the road, like um, there was a lot about this tour that was exhausting, but honestly, the the hotels and the Airbnbs and the driving was not part of it for me, like I I actually really thrived on that and I really loved exploring all the new places and meeting all the new people. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was kind of cool to see that it's like, if an opportunity came along for me to do something like that again or something abroad or travel for an extended amount of time, I wouldn't hesitate, you know, I would do it again. So that was huge for sure. Um, as far as yoga goes, I think it solidified that I, I don't want to be a teacher anymore, that I just Mm want to be a student. Um, and I think there were, there were good things and bad things that, that solidified that decision, but, uh, I'm happy to, to know for sure and, and not have that hanging like, oh, should I go back to teaching yoga? Should I not? Um, but, uh, but that's one thing that I think this experience really, um, made crystal clear is that I'm like, I'm really happy just being a yoga student. And I don't need to feel the pressure to go out and teach again just because I've taught before, or just because I can. But yeah, um, and I think it really helped me kind of pick the the yoga that I want to be practicing. Mm. Um, you and I had some amazing yoga experiences in this trip. We had some so-so yoga experiences, and we had some bummer yoga experiences. Um, and all that together just really creates um, a picture in your mind of of what my yoga is and where I can go to find that
0: yeah what were some of the things that you think in in your experience like just to kind of touch on you know are our, our not great experiences right <laughs> and I want and I want to kind of try and keep this as positive as as possible yeah. because there's absolutely no way that you that I will tell you especially the people listening who who or where those experiences <laughs> were because I, that's just not how, how we roll, sure. you know? Um, but I, I will say that in, in those experiences, you know, you and I had, uh, several conversations mm-hmm. in the car about how and why this is and what is happening. Um, for you thinking back to those, uh, bummer experiences, yeah. what can you tell us about it? And what can you tell us would have made it different? Yeah,
1: for sure. I think for me, I feel like...
0: What makes it a bummer experience to, like, just give us an example, maybe?
1: I think uh, it could be something simple, like a teacher, maybe who's a new teacher, teaching like an unsafe sequence. Something like that, where I know something feels weird in my body, and because I've had you know, a lot of training and I've taught a lot of yoga, I can kind of pinpoint why, but I think there's a lot of students in that class that may leave that class just going, yoga doesn't feel good, and, and think that's a general thing. When really, if the, if the teacher had made a little more intelligently sequenced class and put things where they were supposed to be and warmed up our bodies correctly before we went to some massive peak posture or something like that, um, I think overall would have been a much better experience. So there's, there's simple things like that. Um, but also I think there's a lot of trend of of fitness classes that are that are under the guise of a yoga class, mm-hmm. like to me, like uh, a real yoga class. Yes, will have fitness aspects, of course, um, because there's there's movement. But I feel like there has to be at least uh, you know a carrot at the end of the stick of like there's something deeper beyond this. And you know it's it's up to the teacher how deep they want to go with that. But I feel like they need to at least have some of that in the class because otherwise it really is just a movement class or a mm-hmm. yoga-inspired fitness class. Um, which are fine if that's what people want, but I, I would rather see it called that yeah. and not yoga.
0: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree, one hundred percent. Especially, you know, going back to what you said about the people who don't know their bodies or the people that are newer to yoga that think like, "Oh, this is what this is about," mm-hmm. and and it always makes me a little sad. Do you remember that center <coughs> we went to, <laughs> where the lady? that was her first yoga class and it was one of those not great yoga classes. And we were walking and I was like telling her, I'm like, this is not what it is. I'm like, this isn't. And we both stood there and like, we're talking to her about how she should try another class or try a different place or whatever. Um, and, and I, I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like you're right. Um, I also really, uh, felt that, uh, experiencing the landscape especially in the yoga community the a community that's supposed to be thriving on connection and union um i i did feel a lot of it and and maybe it's just my high standard because i feel like we should have felt it everywhere right because this is just yoga that's and, like what we it's just what's yeah. that's what my you know i have mm-hmm. high expectations and and, and it wasn't the case, you know, right. like there was definitely places we went to, uh, you know, whether they were part of this tour or not that we maybe explored on our own, where mm-hmm. we felt the, a huge disconnect and we maybe felt yeah. a little bit
1: like that. I think there were feelings of competitiveness and, and exclusivity um, that we felt in, in certain studios um, that kind of caught us off guard, I mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because that, that, when you... Th- Talk about a yogic lifestyle, those are two things that, that are always something you're going to have to fight against, but you should, like, you should experience that fight. It, you know, yeah. Um And I don't even necessarily think that that's, if you went up to that teacher and said, hey, I felt this in class, I think they would be blindsided by it. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think that they would realize by any means that either them or the studio or the yoga that they're teaching gives off any air of that.
0: Yeah. Hmm. What was... What, do you, what was the hardest part about this tour for you?
1: Um, man, that's a tough one. I mean, there's, you know, the simple one of just, uh, of just being away from home and people yeah. that you love for six months. Um, that's a tough part. But the exploring is also like the trade off you get for that, yeah, right? Yeah, so like yeah. it's it's kind of easier to justify mm-hmm, that sometimes mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you're having these new experiences that you wouldn't have back home with the same people that you're always with. Um, but um, I think uh, realizing like that the people in this country are are less unified about a lot of things than we think they are. Yeah. Um, I mean yoga being one of them, politics being one of them, there's just so many things that there's this, there's this great rift in between so many mm-hmm. people. And I think people are less willing these days to, to kind of bridge that gap because it's easier to find people who are just like you and stick in that group. Yeah. Um, so that was tough. I think like, it's that kind of idea of like the, the echo chamber. You know, you, you stick to people who have your same points of view and you just kind of get stuck in that. And I think in one sense that even applies a little bit to you and me with our experience of yoga on this trip. Because I feel like you and me have a very similar idea of the yoga that we want to practice. And one of the things that you and I learned on this trip is that we as yogis really have to broaden that definition of what yoga is. Because what you and me might find an amazing class, somebody else who's been doing yoga for a long time might step into and say, that was just all right. Mm -hmm. Um, And
0: we're like, that was amazing. That was amazing, (laughs) yeah. yeah.
1: So sometimes I wonder too, like if if one of us had a very different view of what Mm -hmm. our favorite thing of yoga was, Mm -hmm. how different our conversations would have been after some of those, like what we call a bummer yoga experience. Right, right, right,
0: right. right. Um, And look, again, for the people listening, when we say a bummer yoga experience, it's like we still made the best of it. And I think that that's really... What a gift of this practice is that we we're able to just make the best of whatever situation we were in. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, there was some definitely bummer situations mm-hmm. that happened. Um, I think that for me, uh, one of the hardest things was definitely that. It's what you said. It's like it was it was for sure being away from you know my my dogs yeah. and Tori and yeah. and you know my little sister and stuff and and not being able to, to see them, um, and I think, yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, it's the same, I think, having the experience where you see, uh, or you have an expectation of what a community should be, and it's not, yeah. and, you know, I, I, I think that what I often found myself asking was, how come? Like, why is this? Yeah. How come? Why? why? Why is it, but why is this important? <laughs> why is this important? I mean, can, I mean, it's still, I mean, it's still to this day, I'm I'm still, you know, trying to figure out exactly what, um, what we're, how we're affecting the landscape of us at, in the yoga community and, and us as yogis, how we can uh, influence it somehow to, to have more people see what this practice is really about. And, and yeah. look, that's not our responsibility. Everyone's responsible for their own experience, for you know. Sure. But, but I think that having a little bit more clarity around what, what it means to be a yogi, uh, maybe, I don't know, that was a big lesson for me, yeah. I guess, like really being able to define that because I was so sure. I was like, yeah. I literally came in you know, you came in with, you know, wanting to figure out, like, whether you want to teach or not, mm-hmm. and you were kind of, and, and to me, in my mind, my goal was, like, he's going to want to teach after this. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it had nothing to do with me or whatever, because I, right. I was like, I'm secure in yeah. my belief system and my my uh, yogic dogma, right. you know, I'm all set. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's so isn't. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's part of the practice, too, is to be able to, like, let things get a little messy and question
1: things. And Absolutely. It's important to ask why. That's yeah. yeah.
0: So, okay, that was fun. But let's <laughs> let's talk about the fun stuff. Let's talk about how much fun we had, like, driving 14,000 miles and, and um, what we listened to <laughs> and, like, um, part of the, the things that actually made this trip. And, okay, so, so I'll ask you this. What yeah. was your... Okay, side note for you guys listening, every time we'd go to city, I'd have this conversation with him and I'd have to ask him every single time. So I'm like, I don't know if you're sick of he- uh, hearing the questions or not, but <laughs> no. I'm gonna ask you Do it. what your favorite city was uh-huh. and why. Yeah.
1: Um, I always answer this by saying I was surprised by a lot of cities. Okay. Um, Philly really surprised me. I didn't have much hopes for Philly because I've never heard that much. (laughs) People are like, oh yeah, Philly's fine. But I actually, I really loved Philadelphia. The yoga scene there was great. I really loved the downtown area. They're doing a lot to clean up the city like along the rivers, Mm -hmm. which was really cool. Um, I love the history in Philadelphia. That was really fun. Um, I liked Miami a lot more than I thought I would. Um, It was awesome. My girlfriend came down and she was like our kind of our tour guide for a little while while we were there. and even though it was, it was so hot, guys. Oh,
0: God. Oh, my goodness. It was, like,
1: if I lived there, I would be a vampire. Like, I wouldn't be able to leave the house until 6 p.m. But, um, but it's a really beautiful city, and it's so vibrant and so energetic, which is really fun. Um, and uh, we had a lot of fun in Texas. I really liked Austin. That was cool. Nashville was cool. Uh, but I think my favorite city was actually Boise, Idaho. Believe it or really? not. Really? Yeah, yeah.
0: Huh.
1: It feels to me, like I've described this before, but it, it feels to me like Boulder about 20 years ago Okay. Um, because you're like a half hour away from three different mountain ranges. It's a lot of like like young, active people who are living there. There's good food. There's good coffee, good good uh, breweries there. They had a really cool uh, farmer's market that we went to, um, and it's a really big focus on getting outdoors, which I love, um, and most important, it's it's still fairly affordable, which mm. is cool. So... Uh, I, yeah, I totally could have spent a lot of time in Boise Yeah, and I, I like, that was another town that I was like, Boise, whatever, it'll be fine. And then we rolled in and I was like, this
0: is Boise. Yeah. <laughs> we had, well, I don't know if we, but I think that we had our best burger on the whole tour oh, in Boise. In Boise yeah. Am I right? That was
1: delicious. Okay. I still dream about that burger. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> those of you that are in Boise or, I don't know what they have. It's called Eureka. Yeah. That's the name of the place. Of and the they've got place. them
1: scattered around the U.S. a little bit.
0: Yeah, but like in s- weird places. Yeah.
1: There's one in Boulder, actually, if you guys are there.
0: I know. There was yeah. one right like around the corner from, yeah. remember? Yeah. I told you. I'm like, it's right there. It was by our we the had Popsicle our, place. Yeah, by the Popsicle place. Oh, I was so upset. Okay. That's not where we, I don't even remember where we ate, but I was so mad. We had our I steak would, free. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was really good. That was good. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay, so that was your favorite city. I think
1: so, yeah. But there was a a lot of really cool cities. I love any city that has a real sense of identity to it. Mm. Like, if you could plop me down in the middle of that city and not tell me where I am, and I could wander around for 10 minutes and go, oh, yeah, I'm here. Um, I I love any city that, like, has that grit and that identity Mm -hmm. to it. And there were a few cities we went to that that were, like, major cities, and I was just like, all right, this just looks like a generic backlot city to me, like... Um, and for some reason I just don't, I don't vibe with those as much, but, um, but it was, it was fun. I mean, every city we went to had something awesome yeah. in it. it. really did.
0: Yeah. And, and one of the things that, uh, one of the things that I, I kind of wanted to bring up on, on that is that you were always so like. I say this, but I'm like, I love doing stuff, but if it wasn't for Brant, like, I would have done nothing. Like, I'm <laughs> such a homebody. If anything, I realize that I definitely am more of an introvert that I, than I thought. Oh, interesting. You know? Um... I like being like in a hub. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you were the one that was always like, let's go see the sunset or let's go to this hike or let's try this. And that was like the only reason why I ever did anything. So (laughs) um, that, was part of my job, obviously. Yeah, well, there is that. But I did enjoy it. And I think that, you know, I was more like the, oh, let's go try this or let's go to the coffee shop and let's go work. Obviously, I'm obsessed with working, but like... (laughs) We did
1: have to do a lot of that. Yeah, we did.
0: Um, But, you know, one of my favorite things that I think Think you really enjoyed doing was photographing like the sunset. Mm -hmm. So what sunset was your favorite?
1: Ooh. You know I got a sunset in. uh, You weren't with me on this hike, but I went on a a hike in Salt Lake City, uh, back kind of behind the Capitol building, and I can't think of the name of the hike right now. Um, But I kind of went off trail a little bit and just climbed way up into the hills. And I had the drone with me, and I had my camera set up and everything. And it was just me by myself, like looking down over like the whole basin where Salt Lake City is, and had this amazing sunset. Um, and I think that was that was probably my favorite. It was beautiful.
0: That was when you got rained on.
1: That was when, yeah, the and rain the was coming spider. in, and I saw a tarantula. Yeah. That's right, yeah, yeah.
0: You always got to do the fun stuff without me. <laughs> What was your most favorite thing of the tour, aside from having an awesome road
1: buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, that's the best. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I think, I don't know if I can pinpoint, like, one singular thing, other than just that, um, I think I mentioned this when we recorded our last podcast, but just the fact of getting to see our own country yeah. for six months, like, because I feel like anytime I have enough money for a plane ticket and I've got a week off... I'm like, what country am I going to? <laughs> and I'm never like, where am I going in my own country? So it was cool to have a chance to, to explore a lot, of those, a lot of those cities that I probably would never necessarily have a reason to go to um, if it weren't for this tour. So uh, I've been to 49 of the 50 states now after, uh, after my own travels and this tour, which is really cool. And um, it's been incredible to see as much as I've seen of our own country. But when I think about like how much... We didn't even see. There's just, yeah. Our country oh. is just so big. And I think about like, how much time I've spent exploring my backyard right here in LA and backpacking and hiking around this area. Yeah. And it's, it's like a percent. Yeah. It's like nothing of, you know, it's just amazing to yeah. think that, that there's this much space and this many cool things to do all over the country. You yeah,
0: know? and so much landscape and yeah. so much beauty. Like, I really, really saw how much beauty this country like
1: and how varied it is
0: yeah like the different like the you know red rocks Mm -hmm. and the forest and and the desert Mm -hmm. like everything was just so so incredible And, and again like you said there's so much that we didn't get to see but uh, I think that was definitely, obviously, like my favorite part is yeah, just being sure. uh, being able to be out on the in the open on the open road. And yeah,
1: it made me very grateful that we were road tripping and not flying because I think right. we saw so much more than we would have. Yeah. Um, that last one of our last drives, we drove from San Diego all the oh. way through to Denver, and I think it was with the with towing our trailer. I think it was about a 24-hour drive or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but you really felt like you saw everything i mean it was it was like 104 degrees when we were driving through vegas and then we hit like this massive snowstorm by the time we got to vale
0: <laughs> and it was like 24
1: <gasps> degrees um and then driving across utah before that and just seeing like this, these amazing landscapes and yeah. just how varied and beautiful our own country is um it made me feel very lucky to live here for sure
0: okay uh, I just have a couple more questions, and I think I'm trying to remember, there was a couple uh, listeners that had sent uh, questions, and I know one of them was, what did you guys listen to on the road? Yeah. What was your favorite thing to listen to? So I'll let you answer
1: that. <laughs> um, oddly enough, we, we probably spent 90% of our time listening to true crime podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, there's one called Up and Vanished, which we highly recommend. Yes. Um. What's what were some of the other ones? We listened to uh, three or four. Oh, good we ones.
0: listened to someone knows something. <clears throat> someone
1: knows something. That was a good one.
0: Um.
1: Wasn't there something about invisible or something?
0: Oh man, man. I can't think of the name. I can't that. remember. But yeah,
1: but the, but the true crime podcast that that had us in like we yeah. were like really excited to hop in the car even if we had like ten minutes to go. We yeah, would still, we would. Like, just listen to that
0: obsessively yeah well I was more obsessive than he was I think he was definitely more like the even keel person and I'm like we have to listen to it now <laughs> it's like a three minute drive I'm like yeah. I don't care <laughs> we
1: have to put it on <laughs> uh but that was very cool yeah that that really like kept our attention for the long yes. drives which was fun um and we did listen to some music too mostly yeah. just like um my You're discover weekly yeah and,
0: <laughs> weekly yeah on Spotify, on Spotify but
1: but uh, Spotify DJ was pretty good. Yeah. Really good for us.
0: But I definitely think that 70% of what we listened to was probably podcasts. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, we would do Radio Lab and Yeah, we do American, a lot of different podcasts. What yeah. is that, the other one? American. This American Life. This American yeah, Life. Radio yeah, Lab. Um, yeah so, so that's what we listened to. Uh, we definitely recommend Up and Vanished. We were obsessed we with were. it. Yeah, it um, was very well done. There is actually a new one. I sent you the new one. Yeah, the, I, haven't, I haven't listened though. It's not started yet. Oh, don't, worry, okay. get, <laughs> don't worry, you will get. Don't worry, you will get.
1: Weekly updates. Yeah, on
0: this. weekly update.
1: Okay.
0: Um, what was your. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's going to be funny when I start <laughs> I laughing. <know. laughs> um, I'm like, where, what city or what state was your favorite uh, gas stop or truck stop? <laughs> or most memorable, if most you have Most memorable one.
1: truck stop. Um,
0: we saw a lot of them. We did
1: see a lot of gas stations and a lot of truck stops. Where were we um, the first time that we recorded our, our weekly wrap-up?
0: Oh, man.
1: We were somewhere down south, I feel like.
0: Were we? I don't remember. I think, was it Nashville?
1: I think it was somewhere outside of Nashville. Anyway, so we <laughs> we had, we were recording like um, kind of like confessional style like weekly wrap ups yeah. of, of every city, um, and I think we had just forgotten to uh, to get ours in before we had left the Airbnb <laughs> that morning, and so we were like on like the side of a road at the truck stop, like I think it was like 110 degrees outside, and we're sitting outside with our selfie stick, and everybody's staring at us because we're just those weirdo kids talking to a selfie stick outside. <laughs> At a truck stop, uh, but it totally worked. It totally worked. Um, that was probably my favorite, uh, my favorite truck stop. I will say my favorite, like gas station experience was, oh, what are they called? In New Orleans, somebody told me that the best fried chicken. Oh my god! <laughs> the best fried chicken in New Orleans is at this gas station what are they called? Brothers or something like that? I don't know, I don't Brent
0: know. Williams, but I will never get that visual out I, of my mind. I definitely mind.
1: got some gas station fried <laughs> chicken. And let me tell you, they were right. It was the best fried chicken I've ever had.
0: <laughs> you guys were literally walking on, that was Main Street, right, that we were on? Was it on Main Street? It was on one of those main, main, one of the main drags. drags yeah. New and I'm like, just so you guys know, let me tell you this, this much. Um, I picked up most of Brant Williams bad habits
1: <laughs> you're welcome. He
0: picked up none of mine like, <laughs> none I think he said, good habits. none of my good habits or bad ones maybe he did I' I have no idea but I started this tour as a vegan uh, I was still a morning person. that's the only thing that didn't break yeah. uh, that went to bed at like 8:30 at night <laughs> which for the most part yeah but I think we kind of pushed it a couple of times. Um, there's a couple other things that I'm not going to disclose, but yeah, he definitely did, uh, influence me a little bit. Uh, by the end of the tour, uh, I'm now, um, a meat eater and yeah. my apologies to my be- vegan brothers and sisters out yeah, there. Sorry about that guys. That's my um, fault. Uh, it's, you know, I try to be as conscious as I can, but, uh, you know, I realized that my body actually feels a lot better. Yeah, you know, uh, I
1: really do think that some constitutions are made to eat meat. Yeah, and I,
0: and I definitely, um, I, I, in my experience, I'm, I'm going to have to just uh, agree with that because yeah. I, I definitely did. And, you know, we were practicing yoga like no one's business, yeah. and I was working out. You yeah. know, it was just like a lot. We we're moving boxes, and we're, you know, doing a lot, and I think that m- my body just really liked it. Anyway, I kind of deviated on this, but here we are. Brant with his plastic bag of fried chicken, <laughs> <laughs> and we're like literally outside of this gas station. And I'm trying to find like a juice place, <laughs> I'm trying to find like oh, and the coffee thing too. That's where I was going because I'm like, I was trying to find a coffee oh, shop. Yeah. I, I didn't caffeine. drink coffee, I was like, a tea, a little like green tea was like the most I'd have now. I'm like eating meat and drinking coffee all the time, yeah. Um you're like you're welcome again um but it was it was really funny to kind of just be walking down the street as brant's like biting into his fried chicken from a plastic bag i I, I could
1: eat eat that right now
0: (laughs) i wish i would have at least tried a little bit but just just because to have the experience because you you talked about it pretty much the whole entire time after that it was the
1: best fried chicken i've ever had um we had a lot of good food experiences yeah we did Breakfast tacos. If you're ever oh, in Nashville, yeah. you have to get Nashville, Austin, Austin, Austin is Austin, was Austin, breakfast was Austin yeah. You have got to go and get some breakfast tacos. And I'm amazed that that hasn't taken off everywhere right? because these were delicious.
0: Hmm. Maybe should, there's a market for that mm, here. You would think is. here in LA, I know. we would like have if anywhere, something. L- LA would have it. Um, all right. So that's okay. that's all I got for that's now. Fair.
1: That's fair. All right. I've got some questions for you though. All right. Okay. Let's, let's see hear what we it. got.
0: We're going to switch roles here yeah. now.
1: Yeah. Now I'm doing the interviewing. Um so we t- we had a lot of conversations about this double-edged sword that is uh social media.
0: Oh, goodness. Yeah, yes. I know.
1: Um, and we've talked about how it's an amazing tool for for bringing people to yoga, for spreading oh, yeah. the word of yoga. Um, but at the same time, it's a visual medium and sometimes it can make people think that yoga is also a visual medium and that it has to look a certain Mm way. Um, And a lot of our tour was on social media stuff. So it was trying to surf that line of spreading the word about yoga and what it can be if you want it to be that. Um, While keeping people excited about it, while at the same time having this disclaimer that yoga does not have to look this pretty. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think currently is the best vehicle for bringing new people to yoga and for telling people about yoga. I mean, if, is it still social media? Is it something else? Is there another platform that's better?
0: I mean, I think that, yeah, I think that's my opinion is that I still think social media is a good medium for people because we are like an ocular society where we see and then do, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I think that we can definitely be a little bit more mindful with messaging, but I mean, this is a conversation that's been happening since like the sixties with advertising agencies, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you have to just be really conscious and mindful about what it is that you're paying attention to or, or, or what you're wanting to bring out into the world. I think as teachers in particular, or, 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 yogis out there that are teachers and, that have large platforms, you know? And there are many. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I think that it's, the onus is on them to represent what a yogic practice is. Um, And although like it's a beautiful art to see, you know, the body is just a beautiful work of art. And I think that it should be celebrated in every shape and size. But I think that a lot of the times we forget that and we celebrate just a certain type and certain postures and certain aesthetics. Mm. And I think that that's kind of where we can uh, get uh, on a slippery slope and where we can get in trouble because then we, it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? It's For like, sure. did I, you know, get turned, turn, did I turn to yoga because of how beautiful his posture was? And then it made me a yogi and then the reason why I couldn't do it or the reason why I stopped going to yoga is because I couldn't do that particular posture and look that particular way. Mm. You know, it just, it, I, I haven't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's still a great medium. I, I still really enjoy it, but you and I've had this conversation and the way that I'm using social media now is, is different because I have to change it for myself too. Sure. Right. So anyway, I don't know. Yeah, I, no, that's, I, I that's think good. That that's, I like
1: that. Um, how has your teaching changed now that you've gotten back after your experience of all of our classes, the good, the bad, the ugly, Mm. um, and not only the experiences of our yoga, but just our life experiences on the tour and the stresses that we had and the joys that we had, how has all that culminated into any sort of change in what you teach or has it?
0: You really thought about these (laughs) questions. (laughs) (laughs) So like, you know, I think that, um, I think it has changed. I think, how could it not? How could it not? Um, I find myself being uh, a lot more uh, anxiety-filled. Interesting. Uh, I feel way more nervous and way more
1: responsible. I think that's one of the things that, uh, we talked about this some too, but that, that sense of responsibility as a yoga teacher um, it's huge. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned a few a few times about first-timers taking yoga classes, and I think so many beginning yoga teachers don't realize the responsibility they have in teaching someone their very first yoga class, because that can make or break someone's whole life history of doing yoga or not. And I think if people treated that with with that kind of weight in mind, I think it would be a different experience, and I think people would would really want to have, for lack of a better term, their shit together before they get out there and they start teaching yoga to first timers or beginners. Um, Because you have to not only teach yoga, but you have to teach a first timer and beginning yogis the responsibility to to do their own yoga and Mm -hmm. to to shape the the practice that they want, mm-hmm. and to even get up the guts to leave your class if your class is not the one yeah, that they need.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think the responsibility of just what you mentioned as a yoga teacher is huge, and yeah. I wish uh, I wish more more teachers of yoga would would realize the, the heaviness of it.
0: Yeah, it's it yes, um, yeah. So so we'll see. I mean, yeah. those of you that are curious, just. Uh, I'm like come take my class and <laughs> and find out. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's definitely been. Yeah, it's 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 still and still. You know, I'm, I'm I feel like I just started teaching again. I bet. That's what it feels like.
1: I bet that's exciting though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's fun.
1: Yeah. And then my last question: Would you do it again?
0: Ooh. <laughs> I'll answer this if you answer it. Okay. Okay. It's a deal. Um. I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know because I loved the traveling. The traveling was fun. It's it awesome. like what you said. It's yeah. like I would totally, I would totally do that. Uh, it was funny because I was, <laughs> I was thinking about, uh, I was thinking about all the things I was grateful for. Yeah. On the tour, um, like the day before Thanksgiving or something, because I'm trying to really appreciate all the things that I missed when I was on the road. Definitely. You know, when I'm, like, holding my little dog and I'm, like, <laughs> I longed for the day of, like, holding my little chew bug in my arms and, like, now, this, I, I even say it out loud, you know, I'm, like, yeah. I'm just so happy, like, I'm just so happy right now. And then there are moments where I'm, like, all I want to do is just be on the road. And I'm, like, I just want to be on the road, you know. I want to just be able to, like, look forward to the next class. Mm-hmm. and. Definitely have this experience of this new place. Um, so I, re- I really, uh, <coughs> I really enjoyed that. I really miss that. Um, I, I don't, I don't know that I would do it for that long. Um, I don't, I don't think that I, I don't think that we could ever recreate that experience. Yeah. You know, um, I yeah. think if, if the question was, would you do that same experience again with you Mm -hmm. same cities i would say yeah i would totally do it again sure um i think we 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 might even have more fun if we did again now that we kind of know each other and like you know um but would i do the whole tour again you know with somebody else or on my own i i don't think i would yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah it's it's a tough call it was um It was an incredible experience and 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 for as as much um stress and frenetic energy that came along with that experience um and knowing what i know now uh i would do it again just just for the that experience um i mean us and our team the sponsors yoga journal everybody like that this, everybody's fresh with this. Like mm-hmm. this is only the second year they've done the tour, yeah. um, and there were some drastic changes from last year to this. So we were all just kind of stumbling through this together, yeah. trying, <laughs> trying to figure out how to make it work. So, so there was there was stressful moments. There was hiccups, and and uh, there was some things that just you know went off without a hitch, of course, too. But. Um, but I think that this would be really fun to step into after the whole team's been doing it for, you know, eight years yeah. or something. Yeah, it's got, like
0: when we do the reunion tour. Exactly, the reunion yeah. tour would be
1: super smooth. Um, but yeah, once they found exactly um, the smoothest way to do things and the, the best ways to communicate and um, they have that connection of teachers and studios and yogis all over the country already set in place, um, I think it would be a much smoother experience, Mm -hmm. but it would have been a different experience. So who knows? I mean, it it probably went down just exactly how it was supposed to go down. Yeah.
0: Did, did this tour, uh, change any foundational beliefs?
1: Um, I don't know if it changed like foundational beliefs. I think it, I think it made me want to understand other people's point of views more. Mm-hmm. I think I was pretty happy to kind of be an ostrich for a while and just stick my head in the sand and, and be fine with that. <laughs> um, but like after seeing like how divided this country is, yeah. but also seeing like just the humanity behind that too, um, it makes me want to find ways to connect with people that I don't understand their viewpoints at all. Yeah. You know? um, because you, you, know, you see that they're going through the same struggles that you're going through. Yeah. And, and financial struggles and figuring out um, religion, if that's the thing, or mm-hmm. figuring out their own politics and their own family crap that comes with everything. Yeah. And, and um, I think if you can connect on those, those human issues first, it's easier than to sit back like two rational humans and say, "This is my viewpoint, and this is my viewpoint. This is where they clash. Let's figure out why." Yeah. Um, yeah. So it it did kind of renew my sense of vigor in in uh, in meeting new people and understanding their viewpoints, and being open to their their points of view changing my own.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. I think that. Um, I don't actually think that it changed any foundational beliefs. I think if anything, it just uh, reaffirmed the things that I believed already. Um, but, but it also opened my eyes to, um, to see those things too. And to realize that everybody can use some healing, Definitely, you know, everyone yeah. can use um, some more compassion and more kindness in their lives. I mean, you know, here are two yogis, like we're yogis, you know, we're, we're traveling across the country. We're, you know, mindful and and caring, generous humans, just, you know, as individuals and as, as people like you and I as individuals, like, again, you know, we, we got paired with two, two like-minded individuals that, that care about, you know, things and, and people and, um, I think that was definitely one of my favorite parts is just like put, get putting myself outside of 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 this body or this experience and seeing how like you know you would run to go like give a homeless person your lunch or you know help somebody with their bags or you know how you know we we could see somebody that needed help and we would go and help them or mm-hmm how we would say thank you and acknowledge everyone from the random male person at the Airbnb we were staying (laughs) or the neighbor or like the bellman or the valet or you know the receptionist at a yoga studio like I think that you know as far as this tour and what this tour represented like living being yoga I think that without it sounding too you know like self-indulgent you know and I don't want to sound like that but I'm taking myself outside of that and even just saying us as as a whole like I I really I don't know if that comes from just us being who we are or if that's part of this collective that we've we've created um but I really did love that about Mm -hmm. our experience you know because I'm like oh like this is, we're just being of service. Like, we're just being representatives and we're just here to have some yoga and, like, talk about these awesome sponsors and and have this experience, yeah. you know? Like, I, I think that that was, that was definitely one of my favorite things, yeah, I
1: think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it really was, like, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Like, yeah. when, when I think about how many people have a chance to do something like that um, and... I mean, not only to do it, but to, like, get paid to do it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very unique experience yeah. and very grateful, for sure. Um, I mean, yeah, very grateful for the the entire Yoga Journal team and for all the sponsors. Uh, it was a pretty incredible experience, for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that, obviously, like, we wouldn't have done it
1: with, yeah. without <laughs> them. Yeah, for sure. So, so shout and out. I hope, yeah, I hope that they, they got out of the tour what they wanted to as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm like, wah, wah, <laughs> so so that that's the it. Tour, yeah. That was that was it. You guys. Um, you know, if, if you're curious about the tour, we did do videos every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we even have like this massive like recap that we did. It's like base. Did you see it? You saw it. Obviously, I put it on YouTube. Yeah. I don't know if you. Well, it's gonna be linked on this, so those of you listening can just click on okay. the recap link. Yeah. Um, but like Brant and I like would we got teary eyed when we watched it because like basically it's it's the last six, you know the six months of the tour summed up in like three minutes and yeah. I'm like oh my goodness like there and we could like we're like pointing where everything and I'm like oh there's Seattle oh there's Arizona oh there's New Orleans oh there's Miami you know yeah. and it was it was really cool so um, if you're curious to see the recap you can see it there if you go to the
1: Live, be yoga
0: yeah, the living. <laughs> so you sorry. really have
1: checked out of this tour, haven't you?
0: <laughs> sorry, guys. I literally was like, <laughs> I like emptied the trash and emptied the cash. I was like, you know that
1: tour about living and being and yoga. What's it called?
0: It's on Instagram. You can see the re- the recap videos there. Yeah. Um,
1: and if you're really really excited. They're looking for ambassadors for next year's tour. There's information where you can apply um, on livebyyoga.com or on the Instagram page. Yeah,
0: and we'll put the link up on here, too. So for those of you that are interested, the link uh, to be an ambassador for 2018. They're going to
1: London next year. I'm totally jealous.
0: We're going to try and get on that flight, but we'll see. (laughs) Mm. Sorry, that was me just drinking sugary coconut water. So what's next for Brant Williams?
1: What's next for me? Um, Let's see, I'm still working on, I've been doing some writing. I'm still uh, working on photography stuff. Um, And uh, yeah, I'm kind of looking for my next adventure, for sure.
0: That's exciting. It is. It's
1: very exciting. Yeah. So, so fun.
0: So I'll put all your links so everyone can stalker. I mean, follow you.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Please, please stalk slash follow
0: Um And obviously, Brant and I are like literally we live like 10 minutes away from each other. So we'll still be hanging out and seeing each other. And okay. if, if uh, another thing that I'm grateful for is that I ended up with a lifelong friend. And that's absolutely really, really sweet.
1: Best part of the tour for sure.
0: Yeah. Um. That's it, guys. Thanks so much for listening, uh, and uh, I hope you enjoyed our banter. I will uh, talk to you guys soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks.